Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you, as always, by ZipRecruiter. You know it's not smart? Betting on the Pittsburgh Steelers in a must-win game, apparently. Who knew? Sal and I are going to talk about all of our bad bats in a second. You know what else isn't smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They find people with the right skills for your job. They actively invite them to apply. Get qualified candidates fast. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. Lots of stuff coming up. Holiday concerts, even. For $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event or concert or whatever you want, use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by the Rewatchables. I think we're going to have a new one this week. We banked one. I'm excited about it. I won't spoil the movie for you, but let's just say it's The Firm with Tom Cruise. Oh, crap. I spoiled it. That's happening. We also are launching a new podcast this week. You can subscribe now. It's called Winging It. It's with Annie Finberg, Vince Carter, Kent Bazemore, talking about uh, Hawks, basketball, life on the road, you name it. It's all happening. That is coming this week. JJ Reddick, speaking of basketball players, he has a podcast in the Ringer podcast as well, or network as well. He has one coming with Jimmy Butler this week. I know this because he promoted it during his post-game interview today after they beat Memphis. Thanks, JJ. Check it all out on the Ringer Podcast Network. Check out theringer.com, the best website on the planet. Coming up, we're going to talk to Cousin Sal about uh, a traumatic week week 13. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, the holidays are right around the corner. It has not been a holiday for our friend Cousin Sal. There was a gambling pummeling this weekend. You took it even worse than I did. You had the Packers in I don't know how many parlays and teasers or whatever you had. They're 14-point favorites against the Cardinals. (laughs) They lost to the Cardinals and fired their coach immediately after the game. How are you feeling, Cousin Sal? I feel good about the uh, the firing, that's for sure. I like to think that I had something to do with it. But I mean, this, this is one of those weeks where you just kind of hate a lot of teams, right? Yeah. I, I should be happy. My my euphoria from Thursday, Cowboys win, should be, you know, holding over. But the Colts get shut out. The Packers lose at home. Uh, uh, so much, but I don't know what happened in that Steelers game. I love the Steelers. They didn't cover. They didn't show up in the second half. Like, what, what's to like about this league right now? And then, of course, the horrible stuff that went on Friday. After, by the way, one of the biggest ratings, Thursday night ratings uh, of all time. Then a few hours later, the league gets dealt a big blow with uh, the Chiefs news. But, uh, yeah, gambling-wise, not good. Not good at all. Yeah, let's talk about Kareem Hunt in a little bit. I think people probably have a little fatigue with that story. But I do have some Mm -hmm. thoughts. You're not going to believe this, but I have some thoughts. You you left out the Bears losing to the Giants. The Giants... Every week, the Giants play really well and then desperately try to give the game away at the end, which they, they did. It went into overtime, and mm. then somehow the Giants won. And Chase Daniel on the road. I learned the hard way. 
Not a really reliable bet, Chase Daniel on the road. He started out the game with an eight-yard interception pick six. And uh, it was one of those weeks. We were worried about the let's be careful out there week, the Michael Conrad Memorial. The, The big favorites, except for the Packers, which I thought that line was absurd. I didn't think they deserved to be favored by 14 over everybody. I was shocked that you got sucked in on that one. But, I just wanted to be on the right side of when they laid the smackdown on a team at home in Lambeau, an inferior team who pretty much gave up last week, you would think. Right. And then at home, all they have to do, I mean, all they have to do, they, they have to win. They definitely have to start winning at home. And then it just becomes apparent. Like, I don't know if they want to save this coach's job. Like, you could see it in Aaron Rodgers' eyes. They're stacking eight in the box in the last quarter, daring him to throw long, and he's still throwing, like, four-yard out routes to uh, – to, uh, to to everybody, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Devontae Adams, you got a guy, you got a deep threat there who you can, you know, you can get a flag thrown if you uh, try something new. And they just they didn't do anything offensively. It was disgusting. Sad Aaron. We talked about him last week. Looked especially yeah. sad during the game. Might not have been sad after the game. It was interesting. I don't think any of us were surprised that Mike McCarthy got fired. I, I think maybe that it didn't happen on Monday. Getting fired right after the game is pretty, pretty severe. I don't really remember that happening very often. But yeah. uh, the reactions, we were we were uh, on the Ringer NFL Slack. We were we were laughing because they had that OT show, the Fox show, mm-hmm. and they were like ad libbing, trying to make sense of the McCarthy firing. You Bradshaw and Howie Long, all those guys. <laughs> it was rough. They 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 just did not have a lot of insight. They seemed confused. And right. every Bradshaw just didn't seem like he knew what was going on. I'm not even sure he knew who Mike McCarthy was. And then everything <laughs> ended with, with uh, Tony Gonzalez telling us that, you know, you talk about who has more pressure on them going forward, Aaron Rodgers or Mike McCarthy. And I think it's Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, yeah, I actually agree with you, Tony, because Aaron's playing football. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's not coaching for a team. I the don't, guy with the job. Yeah, yeah, he has more pressure. I, fe- I felt like the guy with the job might have more pressure. <laughs> It was an abominable discussion. And then on the NBC side, Dungy goes on and he's like furious that they fired McCarthy. And he does this whole thing of, look, you can't do that to a coach that won a Super Bowl. You can't fire him during the season. He deserved more time. It's like, how much more time do we need? This was, we've been talking about this for four years. If anything, you know, he had the benefit of the doubt. It just seemed like a, like a marriage that had gone sour for yeah. years and yeah, these years. These are not Supreme Court justices. Like, okay, he won a Super Bowl, but that, you know, everyone everyone thought Tom Coughlin should be on his way out when he was right. Maybe two, three years late. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, like there, there were many signs that the team gave up on him. Like to me, like third and twenty three against Arizona at home, and you give up a first down, like, uh, albeit to Larry Fitzgerald, like he should go. I'm sorry. This is our policy. We yeah. have to fire our coach on third and 23 against Arizona. If they, they convert you and Mike Patton, who I think is a defensive coach, you could uh, just, just find another job. Well, I know, here, but. I know it costs you money, yeah. but I'm going to make you feel better with the following comment. I doubt it. The interim yeah. coach is Joe Philbin. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Joe Philbin. <laughs> We made Our a lot of fame, right? Yeah, we made yeah. a lot of jokes about Joe Philbin. Mm-hmm. His his team quit. The Dolphins quit on him for weeks on end before they fired him. Remember that? I mean, we were making right. jokes about the Dolphins quitting on him like probably eight weeks before they actually fired him. Yeah. I thought you throw in the hard knocks and just the Dolphins team and 
uh, I thought he was one a memorably bad coach, one of the memorably bad coaches of this decade. And that's who they turned to for to take over for uh, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy. Roger Sherman put this, I don't know if he tweeted it, but he put it on our Slack. The two assistants out of 13 years of Mike McCarthy, the two assistants that came from the Mike McCarthy coaching tree were Joe Philbin and, and Ben McAdoo. Two of the greats. What a coaching yeah. tree that is. Uh-oh, I think it just <laughs> tipped over. I think lightning yeah. just hit the coaching tree. That's uh, the last Christmas tree in the lot. That's the Charlie <laughs> Brown coaching Christmas tree right there, right? Can you believe that? Ben McAdoo and Joe Philbin. It's like, what's your legacy yeah, as a coach? Bad. Well, these are my two guys. I handpicked them. That's pretty bad. I nurtured them all the way in. I want to, I think Roger tweeted this, that uh, the Texas Tech coach should be the next Packer coach. I was into that. People like that Kingsbury, guy. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun, right? Give Rogers an offensive genius to work with, maybe. Sure, anything. I mean, he's up for good, but they say he might be going to USC. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, it does seem like a lot of coaches can go. And there's there's a couple of coaches like Jason Garrett and Bill O'Brien who somehow has put together nine straight wins. Who they get a reprieve for what at least a year, right? A year and a half now. Oh yeah, going to be well. And then we didn't mention Carolina lost to the lowly Bucks today. Yeah, and Cam was. We we went from wondering why he wasn't being mentioned in the MVP discussion to wondering what the hell's wrong with him in about four weeks. But he could have thrown six picks today. I think yeah. he had four, but he could have thrown six. I like Ron bad. Rivera. I don't feel like he. I don't feel like his job is in danger necessarily. I think Marvin Lewis. We were we worry that his job is in danger every year. We worry because we enjoy gambling against him sometimes. But well, you know it's funny. I mentioned this on Against All Odds. They had odds for. Hugh Jackson replacing Marvin Lewis week one, uh, 2019. The no is only minus 220. Ooh. It's like, really? This is a consideration? Hugh Jackson? Like, I was thinking, put, put Condoleezza Rice in before <laughs> Hugh Jackson again. Maybe Kinda they know could, what you're getting with that guy, right? They could co-coach. <laughs> Hugh and Condoleezza. Hugh Jackson must look like at Mark, Mike McCarthy and say, wait a minute, he had 125 wins? <laughs> I had two, and they barely fired me. I couldn't. I couldn't. They couldn't get rid of me. If we did a crowdfunding thing to get the Bengals to hire Hugh Jackson and be on Hard Knocks, <laughs> I feel like we could get up to about six million. At least we could fund them for whatever his first <laughs> year of his salary is. It was a weird. Right. The other weird thing that happened was, and this was kind of predictable because of the week they had. And maybe this is a good segue into Kareem Hunt, but. The Raiders kind of just hung around in that Chiefs game to the point where it actually seemed like they might win a couple times and they'd yeah. end up losing by seven, but they were super frisky. Their whole sideline was into it. And the Chiefs actually had to work to win that game, which, you know, was 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 kind of insane to watch because they're terrible. Yeah, so. bad sign, I think, for the Chiefs. Now, of course, they had distractions and everything. So you figure maybe they, they lay an egg offensively, but they put up 40. Uh, but defensively, they they can't let what happened to them versus the Raiders happen in the playoffs. I mean, Derek Carr almost almost went for three hundred, yeah, three touchdowns. They have the over one hundred seventy on the on the ground. You don't know who any of their receivers the are. Yeah, it's just anonymous receivers and Jared Cook, yeah, and just in their thing. But it was clear the Kareem Hunt thing, especially reading the stories about how emotional it was to, to you know him fighting for them not to release him on all that stuff. Crazy uh-huh. story. It, I. I guess my first thought on it was just, it really did feel like deja vu with the rice thing. Like right down to here's this TMZ video clicking on it nervously 
knowing it was going to be bad, not having no idea what was on it. And then it was bad. And, you know, just <laughs> like TMZ gets the video again. I've heard the case yeah. for the NFL, like, well, how are they going to get it? It's illegal for them to bribe an employee, like all that stuff. But, you know, it's just ironic that TMZ over and over can get these videos. It became clear that he was either getting suspended for the season or that they were releasing him. Right. And then just a lot of holes in the story of, oh, we we knew something happened. We didn't know it was this bad. And meanwhile, if you go back and read the news stories about it, it's pretty clear what happened. Then it comes out they didn't interview Kareem Hunt. They couldn't find the uh, the person who was assaulted to find out what happened from her end. And we we just went through this four years ago. It was like there yeah. were no lessons learned. And, you know, it's this league that we try to justify why we like it. I love fantasy. I love gambling. I like watching the Pats. I like the Sundays. And just over and over again, it just makes you not want to like football. They just come up with new ways to just go, oh man, we are bad yeah, people for sucked. liking and this. Like, like I mentioned, like it, this is hours after the Thursday night game, which yeah. had record, you know, record numbers. And obviously I liked it for separate reasons. Cowboys won, but yeah, I just think there's too many factions and there's still no um, protocol in place because you have the league you have the team and you have the uh, law enforcement agency. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. I, I, okay. There, there's a the whole thing like, okay, if he's not arrested, you can't do anything. Let's say, okay. That's not true because the, the teams can get involved. But then the chiefs talked to Kareem hunt, but the league didn't talk to him, but the league did try to talk to the girl, but she didn't, she didn't want to talk. And the league claims they tried to get the tape, but they didn't like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. I know Goodell handles everything wrong, but, I just feel with the league, like if they, if they knew about the tape, it was bad. If they didn't know about the tape, it was bad. I, I, I don't know which way to think here. I know there are certain things I can't say about it, um, but it just sucks all around. Well, and then on top of it, it seemed like a big part of it was like, well, he lied to the team. Yeah. It's like, well, that's, let's face it, not the worst part of this. I'm sorry he lied mm -hmm. to you, but uh, I think, I think there were worse yeah, parts right. of this whole story than that. And even that Dungy said that in the pregame show. That well, you know, he did lie to them at that point. It's like, all right, well, that's it's bad, but yeah, right. not really the. But it's just, yeah, um, and then and then there's Tyree Kill who gets off easy because there's no video. It's just so weird. It's, it's right. The strange time we live in right now. Yeah, and we knew about the Tyree Kill thing, so that's okay. He can keep mm -hmm. playing because we've already judged him. But the Cream Hunt, this is a fresh, fresh story, so he's got to go. But Tyree Kill stays, and it does feel like. From, I think it's the video, though. I think it's oh, the video anything, makes it video. no question. I think you could do something worse, uh, and there's no video proof of it, and you, you'll get. I mean, the, the, maybe the case here, but if there's a video, you're done. And I think what the video shows is like, okay, not only did this happen, but there might be a history of this. Like, if we're catching this on tape once, maybe this stuff goes on. That that's the implication, I think. Right? Yeah. Well, and then you I mean, look I hate at to get gross here, but the first time I was caught by my parents, you know, in my own room, pleasure myself. Like, I'm sure they didn't think that was the only time I ever did it, right? So, I you, don't know. You were caught by your parents? What? Oh, well, this is, this is bad. This <laughs> they're is not listening. Though. Your parents are alive. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> maybe, they didn't know they, maybe they didn't know they caught you. The, uh, <laughs> it's hard to imagine. It's, it's weird how a story this, this bad and unseemly, it's just hard to imagine them rebounding from this. And it's, I don't feel like, I think Mahomes was more important than him. Tyreek Hill is more important than him. And Kelsey is more important than him. He's their fourth 
most important offensive players. And we saw tonight in the in the Chargers game, they bring in this running back who's their third string running back, Justin Jackson. He becomes the hero yeah. of the game. He looked like Gail Sayers. He's unbelievable. And it seems like every team has five running backs that can come in and at least be competent. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. a deal breaker for them. And and yet I really think this is this could be a deal breaker for them. I it's just the mojo from this and the way they handled it. And I'm sure more stuff's going to come out. I, I guarantee yeah. this story is not over. We're going to learn a lot more. And uh, it just kind of puts a pall over your season. Not to mention like, though, it really sounded like it was emotional, him fighting to not be released and all that stuff. I did want to say one thing about Goodell though, which I, I feel like I, I can say this time because I can't suspend myself because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm in charge of the ringer. You can't, you can do whatever you want. He, he's been basically in hiding for about two years. He's not a public face of the league at all. He shows up at the draft, you know, he hugs the players. He does this whole thing. Like he pretends he cares about the players. He does. He'll show up at games. He'll sit in the suites. He'll give some very carefully orchestrated interview with somebody, you know, that, that no real hard questions. But I, I guess my question is the commissioner is supposed to, be the person that kind of sets the tone for the league. He's the ambassador. He's the connection between the fans and the players and the owners. He's the one person who tries to have everybody's interests at heart. And you look at some of the other commissioners, Adam Silver, I think is the best example of this. He's done a really good job with the NBA as has been covered a million times. I think Rob Manfred has done a, a pretty nice job with baseball. And I think Gary Bettman's had a head injury. But, um, th- but Goodell is just like, not only is he not doing his job, he's, he's like trying to ha- keep a low profile, which is even weirder. Like at that point, just don't have the job. Why do you have this job? You, you, you offer nothing. What do you bring to the table? Where was he this weekend? Really well, strange. I think, I wonder if this is the case that he's so in the owners or the important owners pockets and literally, I mean, how much does the guy make? Yeah. 40 million bucks. 40, 45 million. Yeah. It's like 40. Yeah. So I wonder if they tell him like, Hey, just, just keep your nose clean and you make us money or for some reason the league's making money while you're in office. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep renewing you. Uh, and just don't do anything stupid. Um, what he thinks is stupid at least. So I wonder if that's kind of it. Like, like you think with, uh, LeVar Ball and, and, and uh, where they paid him to LeVar go away. Game. Yeah. They it, paid they LeVar to one. go away. Yeah. I, right. It, it's just, a, I don't know how he kind of carries himself day to day with any sense of professional dignity. He's so bad at this. They over mm-hmm. and over again, they have these issues and these scandals and these problems. And, you know, they change, they'll change the rules at the beginning of the season. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. And then three weeks in, they're like, oh yeah, we screwed that up. All right, let's go back to the old rules. The concussion, the CTE stuff, the blue tent. It it just, all of it rings so hollow. It's just, my question is, could you do worse? Could you do a worse job? Probably not. Probably. My question is, who's he trying to impress? You? Me? No, he doesn't care about us. Or Jerry Jones and, and Robert Kraft. Right. He you cares know. about those guys. He cares yeah, they cares it. about protecting the TV contract. I mean, even the way he's handled ESPN. They've mm-hmm. neutered ESPN over the last year. ESPN just, just doesn't cover the league in the, with the same sort of vigor and intensity. And they 
are clearly a partner in ESPN and Jimmy Pitaro, who runs ESPN now. And I think, by the way, this is pretty smart. He's made a concerted effort to make the NFL a partner again and mm-hmm. to suck up to them and not make it adversarial, make it more like you, you we're in this together. They just did that deal with the NFL draft where they're going to televise on an ABC. It's like they're right. courting the NFL in a lot of different ways. And I, I think I'm going to be really interested to see what happens at ESPN over the next couple of years with opinion and with criticism. And you look at what happened with Jamel Hill and people like that. Yeah. Um, just where that goes. Where, where if, if I'm working at ESPN, like if I had a column at ESPN right now and I, and I wanted to turn in a column on Monday, just hammering Goodell, would they run it? I have no idea. I, I don't know what, what the uh, mindset is. They wouldn't is. run it like, like you wrote it. You'd have a million notes, I think. Like, let's say I did a podcast where I ripped Goodell. Like, in 2018, would they suspend me? Oh, wait, they they did four years ago. <laughs> they did it in 2014, it's a, it's a ter- whatever. <laughs> terrible example. Uh, I just I just don't get the Goodell thing at all. I, maybe I'm overthinking what a commissioner should do and what their responsibility should be, but it... You know, we're in the same position a little bit with what the country's like now. Like people expect the president to be a leader, whether you whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, whatever your incentives are as an American. And you might not agree with a lot of the president's policies, but at, at the bottom line is you want somebody who can be a leader who in, you know, Southern California, Malibu and Calabasas is on fire. You want to have a leader in the country who at least makes you feel good as as you're wondering if Southern California is going to burn down. Not a guy who's going to blame people for not monitoring forest fires. Right. He's a, he's a bad. I think you hit it on the head between the two of them. He doesn't give a shit about what most people think. No, he doesn't. He's not as brazen about it. He's not tweeting about it every day, but that's the bottom line. Like he knows which side of bread is butter's on. So. Are you talking about Goodell or Trump? Both. <laughs> it's kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a leader should be able to lead even people who disagree with them. Goodell's not yeah. trying to lead anybody anymore. I mean, he's trying to lead the owners mm-hmm. and that's it. But, um, you know, he should have been out this weekend and been like, I can't believe this happened again. This is on us. Yeah, you know, we put in all lot, these policies. It's a long time for this. It's a long time let, letting it hang like this. It's really, sure. they really he, make you hate yourself. Hunt shouldn't do an interview before Roger Goodell, right? You know, that was another thing. Do you think, you yeah. think ESPN should have run that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it didn't do him any favors. That's for sure. I don't think. No, no. And it kind of made it like he doesn't really understand what's going on. But. Wasn't great. Yet another weekend where we feel bad about ourselves for loving the NFL. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's talk about Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Studies show 70% of guys who experience erectile dysfunction don't get treated for it. That is bad. Most people don't realize ED is like a check engine light for a man's body. It could be an indicator that there's something more serious going on, like a heart issue or diabetes. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy, discreet way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. It's a one-stop shop. Licensed physicians can diagnose your ED ship meds right from their pharmacy to your door. With Roman, you don't have to wait in waiting rooms, deal with any awkward face-to-face conversations, make any uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. Visit GetRoman.com slash Bill. Fill out a brief questionnaire, chat with the doctor, get real FDA-approved medication. If recommended by your doctor, it's all prescribed online, delivered straight to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Talk to the doctor, please. 
Erectile dysfunction, a problem guys don't tackle, but it is really important. And now with Roman, it is really easy to take care of it for a free online visit. Repeat free. Go to getroman.com slash bill. All right. Uh, before we get to guest alliance, wanted to talk about Dallas. So yeah. I, flew, I flew to New York this weekend and I mastered there's a Thursday night flight where you can basically watch the Thursday night football game and the Turner basketball games. So I had, it basically took off and the Cowboys game was on. It was great. And the guy next to me was watching the Cowboys game. So I was able to put on the basketball game and I basically had two TVs going on an airplane. It was great. I really felt like I was at my house. Nice. And your defense yeah. was we knew we, this is what we were talking about last week on the pod when I thought that line was too high. And I was like, I really like your, fr your front seven. I think you could get pressure. That was what your defense did in that game. Not only was the best Dallas's look, but I, uh, you know, other than a couple bears games, that was basically the best offensive performance we've seen all year. At what point did you need to be hosed down? I, I still don't really believe what I saw. And yeah, you called it. I mean, you said the line should have been smaller. I don't think anyone thought it would be a 13-10 game, but um, yeah, the defense, I mean, we have the best linebacking crew in the in the game. I mean, Sean Lee's not even in there. It's Leighton Van Der Esch, who's like the defensive rookie of the year for sure. Yeah, Jalen Smith. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence has like 24 sacks in two years. Randy Gregory was off the field. Like, he made some atrocious errors that really, really could have lost them the game, but they are something else. Like Irving didn't even play the other day. Like, I can't believe it. I hope it keeps up. You know, sometimes these teams peak or defenses like get tired or something, but it seems to, they seem to be doing all the right things. I think nine and seven wins that division. I don't think, I don't think I'm being, um, you know, I don't think I'm being overly confident when I say this seven and five team is going to, going to win the division. Right. Well, it's funny. You know, we, there's a lot of talking about Jones, his competency, all that stuff. We mentioned this a few weeks ago. They've always drafted well. They have, they have had Not it, always, but yeah, no, I mean, Recently, if, he, if yeah. you just made a whole list of who, who's, who's pulled off the best kind of draft picks for the spot and things like that, they've over and over again, been able to find guys. Like you said, they have the defensive rookie of the year this year. Mm -hmm. they, this isn't the first time that they've had that kind of success. They, they are really good at finding talent. And I think, the coaching part was always the part that we wondered about. Maybe the Clapper, maybe he just needed 300 games to figure it out. Maybe the Clapper is coming into his own. This could be it for him. What do you <laughs> think? Own. The Clapper. Well, I still think he sucks. And, you know, that, that's the comment I get on Twitter and with friends all the, who don't root for the Cowboys. Like, yeah, congratulations. Now Dak is extended and now Jason Garrett's extended. And I almost feel worse about Dak being extended. I don't know. A coach could get extended. I think. Jeff Fisher was fired like three weeks after it was extended. It didn't, it didn't matter as much, but right. that they have to give him nine figures. Right. And it's, it's only because really they're stuck. You can't, I, mean, I think he's, you what can't do you do think? I think he's closer to Tim Tebow than Russell Wilson, but you know, if his defense is going to be like, all right, we're going to win every game 20 to 17. Then, and there's no one better out there. I think they have to give him the deal. Right. I don't think it's ever worked out when, to to overpay a quarterback that's basically no. not an all pro. I don't I don't agree with the thinking. I don't think it's a good idea. But what I, are you gonna do though? What do you do then? When is it? This this spring you have to do it? Yeah. I wouldn't do it. 
By the way, it doesn't matter what I think. You're going to do it. You're going to give them like $110 million. That's like, what I mean. They're stuck. They're stuck. And I Cooper mean, will get, get like a big a thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, where did that second receiver come from? That's another guy they found. Oh, Gallup? Yeah. Who's he makes like good. huge I mean, catches in traffic. Like, that's the thing that gets me. That overthrow, that should have been the game. It shouldn't even been close. You know? But we need a quarterback that can make that throw. Well, right now, Rams eleven and one, Saints ten and two. Bears get the loss; they're down to eight and four. You actually, as amazing as this sounds, has a, have a chance to get the three seed because Chicago has the Rams next week, Packers yeah. at San Fran, and then then they're in mini to end it. Your last mm-hmm. four, you're gonna be favored in all of them. Well, you might not be favored in week fifteen, but you're home Philly at Indianapolis, That's home Tampa. Yeah, home Tampa at the Giants. You'll be favored in three of the four, and right, you may you'll be a field goal underdog in the other one. It feels like well, a ten and six team. I think we kind of talked about this. The, you don't want the four seed right now because I think the Seahawks are as hot a team as there is in the NFC. Now I don't want to overdo it. Now I know they beat up on the Niners, but they've had they put together a nice string here. Yeah, and Russell Wilson looks solid. Their defense looks good. I don't think you want the four seed. I'd be a little nervous if I'm the Rams at the one seed. The, the Seahawks beat the Cowboys and or whoever's the four seed. Then you go into the Rams. You already played them close. That Seahawks are not the team you want to play. Dallas probably isn't the team you want to play either because defensively they can make you look stupid. But yeah, that's kinda, the team I want to avoid, Seattle. I wouldn't mind playing Jason Garrett in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, Wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing him across the other sideline. It would be the worst thing in the world. Here. So we got Pete Carroll threw his gum today. I think that's that's uh, that's how, that's like lighting the menorah. That's how you know, like, uh oh, they're turning it on now. Well, Pete Carroll definitely has a vibe now of I had all these guys on defense. Basically, did did a semi mutiny against my quarterback. Mm-hmm. We picked the quarterback, and we're better off. Screw screw those guys. They got me a right, Super Bowl, right, and right. I got rid of all of them, and now now I'm my guy. So we yep. have. Out of the uh, wild card team, Seattle seven and five, Minnesota six five and one, Carolina six and six, and 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 dropping like a stone with two Saints games left. I, they're almost a cross off. Watch Carolina. I can't believe like Tampa is. And I said this this week on on locking in. I was like Tampa. They're just a shitty team. They yeah. really are because they'll screw you up. I have them under six wins. I was looking great there. They just want to screw everything up. They want to. They want to be play spoiler in the playoffs. They're not very good. But they'll screw up like my under six. They'll screw up a, a team like the Panthers' playoff chances, and they'll remain just not a good team. You know, that's what they do. Well, you, Tampa is somehow not out of the playoff picture. Yeah, they're a game behind Carolina now, right? Yeah. Washington. If Philly beats Washington, where both of those teams would be six and six if Philly wins that one, and then mm-hmm. Tampa's on the outside, just kind of lingering. But there is, you know, nine and seven does look realistic for that last seed. Then you go. To the uh, AFC. I think real quick before you go to the AFC, I think this is why Mike McCarthy got fired. And I think they were like, hey, look, asshole, the Vikings lost. Right. The Lions lost. The the Bears don't look great all of a sudden. You have a chance to make your move here and you lose to the cruddy Cardinals at home. Yeah, the, the worst losses, most indefensible losses today were Green Bay and Indianapolis. Indianapolis mm-hmm. gets shut out. I don't know God, what happened in that game. There. But... God. So they're six and six instead of seven and five, and now now there's four six and six teams. Baltimore seven and five with some tough games left. They're at the Chiefs and at the 
Chargers. Yep. And the Chargers are nine and three. They basically look like they're in. I mean, we're looking for one spot. I, I think the Chargers and Seattle are locks for five seeds, unless the Chargers catch the Chiefs. But I, I don't think that's possible, really. I, it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, you're looking for one more team in the AFC, right? And that's a much worse four or five matchup. I mean, I'm with you. Seattle's dangerous, but Chargers are another level oh, yeah. of dangerous. And you have right now, Pittsburgh's eight and four. We could see the game we saw tonight. We might be seeing that again. What a weird game. At oh, halftime. Pittsburgh is the four seed now, right? Yeah. In Houston. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, we had money on Pittsburgh. You yeah. were uh, celebrating some stupid fantasy win that didn't mean anything when Keenan Allen. I know. You got uh, mad at me. A, 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 a miracle touchdown after the defensive collision. Uh, that first two touchdowns. Between that and the and the, and that freaking right tackle, was it, he got up out of his stance. He was in the backfield. He was in the I formation yeah. every single play. And the refs didn't call it, but especially on that first touchdown, uh, that drove me crazy. But I don't know how the Steelers, how do you blow a game like that? 23-7 at home at half and you're getting the ball. Like, I, I don't know. Third really string bad. running back, Keenan Allen, they threw to him 19 times. He caught 14. Ah. He had a great fantasy day, but every single time they needed a play, he made it. The third yep. string running back was awesome. But the thing that shocked me, what was it, 23-6 at halftime or 23-9 or whatever it was? 23-7, yeah. 23-7. I just thought Pittsburgh was going to score 50 points. Like It just seemed like they could move the ball whenever they wanted. And then they came out in the second half and just three straight crap drives. Chargers had the momentum. We found out. I find it hard to believe that Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster just disappeared. Like They're forcing balls to Hayward Bay, who's double-covered. Like. I don't know what goes on with that team. Yeah, and Ben they, they look like they should score fifty every game. Yeah, Ben missed a couple throws. The whole the whole game just had it had a vibe that the Chargers were going to win even before they had the lead. It just had that kind of feel to it, and we've seen that specific Mike Tomlin era game a lot of times, especially on national TV, where when it gets late like that, it just feels like weird stuff's going to happen. I still thought. Even though that Chargers kicker had three different chances to make it, it's still the Chargers. He could have been on the, it could have been an 18 yard field goal, and I still would have expected him to miss it until it went through. <laughs> I was hoping that they kept, I was like, just keep going off sides. Eventually, maybe they won't call it, or maybe this guy, you'll, you'll get to him. And I'm sure he's kicking less than an extra point at this point. But uh, yeah, you're right. The Chargers kicker. Like, I don't know. And then I end up getting mad at my, I'm so bad because my family can figure out that I have money on the Steelers. Yeah. So now they're rooting you're for the snapping Steelers. snapping at everyone. When he, blo- <laughs> when he blocks it, I'm, for some reason, the only one who could tell that he jumped offside. So they're going crazy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, now I'm starting to get mad at them. For not yeah. Shut up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a terrible jerk. <laughs> so you, is it fair to say it was a shellacking for you today? Yeah, it was really bad. I really needed bad. that still. The one thing I had was the Steelers over 26 and a half points. Mm. And I almost didn't get that, even though they had 23 at halftime. But yeah, everything else was, was uh, bad. And I freaking, I don't know, maybe we want to talk about this later, but I had Fury. No, let's talk about it now. The distance. Let's talk Jesus. about it now. In fact. Did you watch it? Yeah. This is the perfect time for us to take our Crown Royal water break. Crown oh, Royal okay. doing something pretty cool this football season. They launched a responsible drinking campaign called the Water Break. It's all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience, whether at the game, watching at home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Don't be that person. That ruins it for everyone. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call. 
take a water break. Who made the right call this week? We usually do or not. I'm going to go with an or not. Mm-hmm. There's a judge that scored this fight 115 to 111 for Wilder. Yeah. I love boxing. I feel the same way about, uh, about boxing as I do at the NFL. I'm almost like a traumatized fan at this point. There's just been so much right. dysfunction and so many bad things and so many bad people. And it hit that point a long time ago where you go, why do I watch this? Why do I do this? Here is another one. They, the judges, there's always one judge that just, you don't know what they're watching. They might be getting paid off. Who the hell knows? Um, I am giving them my, you did not make the right call this week. Because if you watch that fight and you thought Wilder won 115 to 111, I don't know what the hell to tell you. I mean, mm-hmm. people thought Fury won 10 rounds. Maybe nine, nine, maybe 10, I don't know. Um, but this goes to my my thing that I've said forever. Why did we only settle on three judges for boxing matches? All you're doing uh, is- A title fight. Yeah, yeah for a title, title fight. Yeah. Right. For any championship fight, we should have at least five. Because if you have a small sample size, if you only have three judges, and one of those three screws up, you almost can't recover with the decision if it's close. Mm-hmm. But if you have five- and you have the one person who just goes off the reservation, you can still have a chance to have the right decision. But this is a classic mm-hmm. case of like, one guy scored at a draw, which is fine. That's not the worst thing in the world. One guy gets it wrong, and now we have to have a rematch, and it's a draw. And meanwhile, it, that fight was not a draw. What, what was your final score for it? No, I thought, actually, I thought the, I thought the draw was the closest. I know it's unsatisfying, but I thought, I thought it was close. I thought well, there's two 10-8 rounds. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the, the guy—he I, I, got knocked down twice, so yeah, it, it could be a draw. I think you're right. Uh, you can't have two one fourteen, one tens, one going one way, one going the other way. But uh, but uh, let me caution you: you want to get five judges in there, it would have done nothing for Pacquiao versus uh, Joe Horn. Wasn't it Jeff Horn? It was terrible. Oh god! All three judges had Jeff Horn winning, so even that's not the even that's not maybe the answer. So, well, maybe, what about they have to do something? What about twenty one judges? 21 is a good number. What if we allowed the celebrities to also judge? Yeah, right. yeah, what if like Charles Barkley gets the, the two celebrity judges? It could be like American well, Idol. Yeah. Hey, I'm not against uh, someone watching from home being a judge either. I, I, I sometimes think being there maybe uh, clouds judgment. And, and in some cases, the judge's seats were, uh, <laughs> one judge claimed she wasn't able to see. Where, where she was sitting. So, you know, I've um, thought about that because I've had really good seats for boxing a couple of times mm-hmm. and you still can't see like half the fight. So maybe it's, maybe it should be all televised. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what but my problem was, was, was with the ref. I mean, I, and obviously this was uh, a bias because I had the under, I had that it wouldn't go the distance. And you know, th- this is one of those things where two six foot eight guys, really almost knock each other out in the press conference. You're like, Oh, this isn't going to distance. Someone's going to land unless like, unless like, uh, you know, Fury's a push bag and holds the whole fight. But that wasn't the case. They were kind of unloading bombs. It was good. Yeah. Then Fury goes down the ninth. He gets up, he goes down in the 12th and it was compared to the undertaker in the WWE. I mean, he's staring at the lights at the six count. Yeah. He was and, dead. Uh, it seemed like he was dead for four seconds. Yeah, and he just rises up and gets to his feet and still wobbly. Now, the problem is the ref did that thing where he, he counted. He didn't catch the count from – there's supposed to be some official where you is counting uh, while the ref 
pushes everyone to their corners like Wilder's in his corners. But I don't know if he ever picked up that man or woman or didn't. He started his own count. Fury was down for a good three Mississippi count before he started. And then even so, he's like breaking the count and looking at Wilder. And he got up. I thought he got up at like 13 or 14. Yeah, that, that which really is not showed. legal. Yeah, yeah that, it's not, it shouldn't be legal. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And a couple of people mentioned this, so I'm not saying I invented it, but it did. It was the first thing I thought of too, watching it. Wilder thought he won. It it really was the end of the 14th round in Rocky one where Creed's right. celebrating and he turns around and the shoulders sag ro- right. and the rocks waving him back in. That's my favorite part of, mm-hmm. I think any Rocky movie. And uh, it did have that feel to it where he thought he won. He did the throat cut gesture. Uh, mm-hmm. He's celebrating. And then he kind of turns like, wait, that guy got up. So <laughs> yeah. that was pretty cool. I'm, I I would like to see rematch. We should have gone. I was in New York and but I couldn't. The, I know we should have gone. We should have been at that fight. There was a rematch clause. Like they didn't have to, they don't have to fix this for it to be a rematch. You know, they, they, I felt the same thing with um, the first, uh, what do you call it, um, Canelo and, and Triple G match. I'm like, the judges don't have to be shitty here. We're going to yeah. have a rematch anyway. Just call it as you see it. What? Uh, who would you rather have run in the NFL, the three judges or Roger Goodell? <laughs> if you had to pick. Maybe Tyson Fury. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that was the line. I have my. Uh, yeah, do I yours. Have my, um, what, what's it called? The Crown Royal Water Break. This is the That's longest. Right, the Royal, the Dan Sanborn didn't know he was getting like a six minute read for the Crown Royal Water Break this time. He always gets his way, but I have to give it to Philip Lindsay. Yeah. 157 yards, Broncos running back. Uh, he's 5'8, 190, which is like me if I lost, you know, 20, 25 pounds. But mm. let, me, let me tell you this no undrafted offensive player since 1970 has made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, has gotten a Pro Bowl invitation as a rookie offensively, this guy's going to do it. He averages six and a half yards every time he touches the ball. I think he's got like 940 yards rushing or something. Only Barkley has more. And uh, like he lives in his parents' basement in Colorado or something. Jesus. So, Phil Lindsay, good job by you. Oh, I like that you shared it to Phil. Yeah, he's Phil. Phil Lindsay. Sounds Phil like a Lindsay, golfer. Philly Rivers. Yeah, we got them all. Phil going. Lindsay finished 14th at Sawgrass. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That is the Crown Royal water break. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and hydrate responsibly. Broncos had a tough break. They lost Chris Harris. He broke his leg. Yeah. And they really seem like, uh, you know, they have major run the table potential at San Francisco, home Cleveland, at Oakland, the next three, they're six and six. And, you know, potentially now we were talking about, oh my God, they have the Chargers week 17. That'll be great. That game might mean nothing to the Chargers. They might have right. clinched the five seed. You yep. know, Philip Rivers might have another kid during during the week seventeen. <laughs> so kid number nine, Sal. Nine kids. I don't get it. How many nannies six do you think? Girls, six girls, two boys. They're expecting another girl. What what are you looking for here? What I'm looking for That's- is hard is is hard knocks with just the Rivers family. Not no no <laughs> other Chargers. We're just I think Rivers goal needs to be to get Phil Rivers on Parent Corner. <laughs> do you think he'd do it? Then we have some Chargers connections. Matt Money like, Smith hey, we is. Need, um, we need 750 stories. Can we borrow you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> what if they did a hard knocks at Phil Rivers' house? It was like Leif Schreiber's voice, and he's like, after Katie threw up on Phil's wife. They're, they're, Phil knew she was going to be in a bad mood. I like it. It could be great. I, I think that's why that. he throws sidearm because he's just tearing kids all day. He's like, I, I just can't lift. I can't lift my hands anymore. I'm throwing from my hip. 
at some point after nine kids, is it just like 11, 12? Does it matter at that? Once you get past like four, does it matter? You may as well have like 20. Yeah, keep it going. It's, yeah. it's, it's just complete chaos anyway. I want to know so much more about what their house is like. I'm so fascinated by it because any friend I've had who's had three kids, they just have that glazed, overwhelmed look. And you know it because you have three kids. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when you get to four, it's kind of like they almost seem liberated. You can't do at four. You're just kind of a prisoner to the family at that point. You have... You have, no, you have no real control over everything. It's just complete chaos at all time. And you just give into yeah. it. Um, but nine, I, nine has just got to be. I just, I don't know how they go anywhere. How do you fly? How do you get all those tickets? I mean, I know money's not an issue, but really just getting everybody in and out of any airport or anything, like unless they fly private everywhere. Um, well, what about like just getting them to like soccer games and karate oh, yeah. and, the, you know, ballet practice? How do they do all that? Right. Yeah, no, this one's basketball practice is canceled, but this one's moved to another. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. I don't even want to think about it. Philip Rivers, you're an MVP candidate. You have a great head of hair. You obviously have very strong seed. Um, we would love to have you on Parent Corner to discuss all this stuff. We'll do a very special Parent Corner and we can talk about all those things and a lot more. It'll be awesome. Let's uh, Let's get to the week 14 lines. You starting to get sad, Sal? Really? Only yeah, eight weeks starting left. to get sad. You know why? Not that I've been out of it for a long time, but now, now fantasy playoff starts and all this other stuff. And the, the, yeah, I get, I get sad. Well, you, you, do you finish one and 12 in our league? I did, right? I lost today. I think you did. did. Lose? One yeah, and 12 today. is really magnificent. It's one for the ages. Meanwhile, I'm like 15 points uh, behind the two teams that are making the playoffs. Yeah. So well, you have daily fantasy. Oh. That's true. Do that. You can play on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash BS. Yep. Wait, before... And you're checking my ass in this uh, Guess the Lines thing. What did I have? I know. I just want... People ask me to read it. You're winning eight weeks to four weeks, and then we tied one week. I'm so proud Here's of myself. Week 14. Wait, before we do Guess the Lines, we, we got to talk about college really quick. The uh, yeah. the Alabama-Georgia game was officially like uh, like a moment. It, it definitely mm-hmm. was like one of the five games of the year, I feel like. I, I don't know if it'll end up getting nominated yeah. for an ESPYs, ESPY Best Game Award or whatever. You watch. I'm proud of you. I was, I was at a dinner where people were telling me what was happening on their phone. That's how close I came. Oh. <laughs> I really <laughs> liked the kid Jalen Hurts, though. I, I was psyched that he didn't transfer and that he finally had his moment. It reminded me a little bit, you know, I like to bring everything back to the Pats and the and Boston teams. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when the future GOAT Tom Brady took over in 01 and everyone yeah. thought Bledsoe was going to get his job back and he didn't. But then we actually needed Bledsoe in the AFC title game in Pittsburgh because right. Brady got hurt. Bledsoe came in, he threw a touchdown, he kind of, and he kind of had his moment. And it was nice that uh, Jalen Hurts got to have his. Nick Saban pretended that I didn't he, think of the Patriots at all. That's weird. You I didn't think of them? Game, That's so funny. No, no, not even once. No. Nick Saban <laughs> pretended he had human emotion after. I thought that was fun. <laughs> he pretended tears. He they they injected tears into his eyeballs so they could get well up with tears. <laughs> he's the best. I mean, you talk about Belichick, like he's he's the Belichick. I mean, this is not saying anything no one's heard before. But when your third team is as fast and strong and everything else as yeah. everybody's first team, you've done everything right as a coach. Well, can we? I do have. We rarely talk about college football, but the fake punt was one for the ages. 
And where'd you stand on the fake punt at midfield on fourth and 11? When, well, first of all, bringing the in the bringing the quarterback as your quote unquote yeah. blocker, it's like, why not just put like a bullseye on him? Of course they were going to do something yeah. weird. That's so and strange. Late in the third and early in the fourth, Georgia had momentum in fourth and fourth midfield. And Jake Fromm, like he, he, had the, he had the hot hand. They took the ball out of his hand, which is a problem. But how about that? How about you run a play there on fourth and four when you yeah. have everything going for you? Fourth and 11 against the punt safe defense. Like everybody's faster than your guys anyway on defense. Yeah. What are they doing? They just gave it away there. <laughs> you know what you should do is bring in your guy who has a number one on his jersey to, yeah. <laughs> to be the guy who, who blocks for the punter. They're going to notice that guy. Right. I, I don't. a little girl in red in, uh, in uh, <laughs> what do you call it? What's the movie? <laughs> the one girl who only wore red. What movie? Schindler's List. <laughs> oh my God! Schindler's yeah, List—that yeah. was horrible. Saying, the whole movie was in, was in black and white. Uh, I know nothing about college football. I I stopped watching it carefully years ago. Yeah. I know enough to know that the University of Georgia fans are especially tortured, and I want to give them all a shout out if any of them are listening because they they're in that pre two thousand four Red Sox kind of whatever right. can go wrong will go wrong, and that. That had to be one of their worst losses, I'm guessing, because then yeah. it knocked them out of the the BCS. Sure, and it sucks because they are they are. If you go by who's in the top four, like best best teams, they're maybe second best. So, so who? But so you agree? Did you agree with the four? The four yeah, picks. I, I I tweeted ahead of time. I was like, Oklahoma's going to be four. It's fine. I think they want like you know Kyler Murray and uh, and Tua. If he plays, those are the, those are the one two for Heisman. That's a nice you know, semifinal matchup. So they did a good job putting Oklahoma at four. Are you going to be breaking this down on against all ads this week? Yeah, of course. Do you have, you have a, I know what you're going to do. I saw the odds for the games. If I know you, if I know my pal Sal, <laughs> you're going to be parlaying those favorites together and then something bad's going to happen to one of them. Line? Yeah. You're going to do that, aren't you? Well, so the best part of it is not, yes, you're right. I like, I like uh, Alabama as a double-digit favorite on the money line. I like uh, Clemson as a double-digit favorite over Notre Dame. And that weekend, we could add a wild card game. So, Ooh. there you go. And I'm making you do it. Don't believe. Don't don't even think I'm not. One of those, one of those will blow it. Probably not Alabama, but the uh, Clemson? Clemson. Yeah, I don't know. But Clemson's playing Notre Dame, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Stay away from that one. A lot of speed there for Clemson. Stay away from that. All right, we're going to do the lines in a second. Let's take a quick break. Hey, let's talk about our old friends from MeUndies. Get everything you need for you and your loved ones this holiday season. If you've never tried MeUndies, get ready to experience pure bliss in underwear form. They use the coveted Micromode doll fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. Four different cuts for men and women, all available from classic colors to adventurous prints. Adventurous. Don't you want your underwear to be adventurous, Kyle? Oh, it is. Kyle's on his phone. He's oh, not listening to me. I'm looking at MeUndies. You're sure to find the perfect style at MeUndies. They even have a cozy lounge pants and onesies in the same super soft fabric, perfect for wearing Christmas morning. They sent me some t-shirts. I love their t-shirts. I just want to recommend those. Really, really comfortable. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. First time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping when you purchase any MeUndies order by 1216 to receive your order before Christmas. And you can't go wrong with a MeUndies gift card either if you're crunched for time. It's a no-brainer. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. Free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
when you go to MeUndies.com slash BS. It is the only underwear that I wear, and that is not a lie. It really is. Ask my family. MeUndies.com slash BS. All right, so Thursday night. Remember when we were talking about how we thought the AFC South was actually pretty sneaky good? Yeah, right. Remember that? Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Turns out it was sneaky, but it wasn't good. Hold on, you don't think the Jaguars have a resurgence here? No, I don't. (laughs) Titans home for the Jaguars. The Titans, the Jets were basically just repeatedly trying to hand them the game and the Titans just wouldn't take it. And then finally they begrudgingly took it and kept their playoff hopes alive. I have them uh, favored by three at home over the Jags. All right. I had six and a half because I I don't like this Jaguars team on the road at all, but it is four and a half. So you are closer. I am a little closer. Another losing bet. I know because you like keeping track. I loved, and we went over this on against the odds, Cody Kessler. Over a half an interception today was minus 160. I was like, oh, I got to put everything on that. And uh, I think it was like 16 for 21 with no picks. No picks, right? Yeah. No, nothing. No, and not he had no point. Leonard Fournette either. Classic. Right, yeah. Sunday marquee. Congratulations, cuz. Some people thought the Chiefs Ravens should have gone in there. Now, I put the Cowboys Eagles just for you. Sunday marquee. You know, it's funny because I was thinking maybe you don't make it a marquee, but only because the Eagles are so iffy. That's how confident I am now in this dumb Cowboys team. Gee, I love this. This is great. I know. I know. The confident Cowboys fan Sal is my favorite Sal. Well, I'm good until the playoffs. I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but you could convince me of anything once they get there. I have the Cowboys by four and a half over the Eagles. Yeah, I went high. I said six. It's four. So you'll get that. Well, we're going to know with this Eagles team tomorrow. We're now in December and none of us have liked what we've seen from the Eagles yet, but who the hell knows? I, yeah, I mean, it was only a few weeks ago. They'd be, you know, it, it's just weird. This hasn't worked out, this trade with the Lions at all, this Golden Tate thing. Yeah, and the, for fantasy we'll people, for anybody. It's a nice yeah. spot for you, Sal. That's not a I night know. game though, right? That's I'm surprised they didn't flex that. I they guess made it, uh, Rams Bears. I don't know what they had before then. Rams Bears is pretty good. Yeah, that'll be good. All right, the watchables. Chiefs Ravens. Don't know what to make of this Ravens team. Three and zero since Flacco went down. Lamar Jackson went in the concussion protocol. They it looked looked a little grim for them for a second. Mm-hmm. They fought their way out of it. Now they're going to the Chiefs. What a weird game this is going to be because the Ravens are basically running this old school, you know, it's basically the freaking wishbone and, uh, and the chiefs are just airing it out every play and don't really have a starting running back anymore. And I, I, it's the contrast of styles. It could either be a disaster or it could be really fun. I have the chiefs by eight and a half over the Ravens. This might be the best defense the chiefs have faced in a while. I think. Yeah. Um, I had eight and a half also, and it's seven. Ooh, yeah, they're not giving them more than seven here. But you're right. This is this is a this is a weird matchup. I wouldn't know which way to go with it. What did Lamar J hit seventy five rushing today? It's pretty effective. It's weird. It's it's. I'm sure the NFL. I'm I'm sure people will get enough tape on it and then figure out how to shut it down and force them to throw a lot more and all that stuff. But it's it, they they're controlling the clock and kind of fe- it feels like an identity. 
for like whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think the Chiefs are the team to shut it down. I didn't like anything I saw of that defense today, and um, I think this is the marquee matchup. Honestly, I think this is there's two playoff teams in here. I didn't want to make this the marquee matchup because there's a chance the Chiefs win forty six to five. Yeah. Next one, Saints, Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think this is a watchables. Saints ten day rest. Coming off uh, a shellacking, the Breeze MVP odds. We should talk about that. It was probably, uh, I think he was up to like minus 400. It yep. free fall down to something like minus 150. Mahomes was plus 130 today. I thought about hitting you, trying to figure out, uh, you know, whether that was worth betting. And it's funny, I noticed Rivers was 20 to one. Was he really? Wow. And that's got to, I bet that'll go down because. For they can somehow catch the Chiefs and take control of the AFC West. I yeah, well, I think but you now make a real case right for them. We could have Mahomes this time last week at four to one. And yeah, now with all that's going on, like if he if he gets them to thirteen and three, you know, with you know, with all the distractions, I think that gets a lot of sympathy. Both it's going to be that Dallas game will be a tough one for Breeze to shake off. He was not good. Yeah, um, they were not good, and it was a pretty high profile game. I have a. They broke, that, they broke their spirit with that goal line stand. The Cowboys. Did. It was great. But Breeze has had games where he's had. I mean, I guess I think that when the Red Sox won the World Series, Breeze was home against the Vikings. That was a Sunday night game. I think he only had like 149 yards, but three touchdowns. You know, so you could be a clunker in the yardage department. But that was, um, yeah, that was not good for his MVP odds. Which which time the Red Sox won the World Series? Which one of the no, four? Stop it. Which I'm just I'm asking. Oh four, oh seven, thirteen, or eighteen? Which time? You know, you talking about this Hench, year. Our, our buddy Hench brought up a good point with the uh, with this this ongoing, never, never, never ending um, back and forth on email about this uh, questionable trade that was made in, in our fantasy five, league. Yeah, it just, split our team. It split our league apart. And now it's like sixty pages in, and then someone says, "I think John Ham said, oh." Now, uh, I, wow, this is something else. I wonder why people hate Red Sox fan, uh, Boston's fans' guts. That's <laughs> like, well, there's Boston fans on every side of it. The guy who right. made the bad trade is in the Right, Boston. right. The, the guy, guy who traded it. with the guy who's mad or in Boston. Everyone's a Boston fan. What are you talking about here? Meanwhile, he has a fantasy. John Hamm has a fantasy team right now that had, until this weekend, Kareem Hunt, Jameis Winston, and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there are a couple of jokes there about about uh, yeah, the kind did. of characters that he likes on his fantasy team. Exactly. Yeah. Bad times at the El Royale for John Ham's fantasy oh. team. Uh, I had. Uh, what did you have for Tampa Bay? What did you have for this? One? I had Saints by nine. All right, I I got it exactly. I said eight and a half. Mm. Proud to say, I hit it on the head, and they lost this game already. This was their week one loss, right? The Bucks are in the hilarious position of Jameis just playing well enough to have them kind of have to be forced to pick up his giant option for next year. Right, yeah. It's a mortal lock. He'll have like 430 yards on the last week of the season. They'll have to talk themselves yeah, into it. I feel the same way with the coach, too. I bet like Cutter gets an extent. Like they're going to win six or seven games, and he'll, he'll be back next year. Next one, watchable. I think the Giants are goddamn watchable. Can, yeah, kudos are. to them. Very enjoyable giant season all of a sudden. Every week they're in. Saquon Barkley is one of the most exciting guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Exciting running backs. By the way, I, I mean, who would you, if, you, if, if we're doing a redraft, who would you want? Would you want Baker Mayfield or Saquon Barkley? 
Well, which which team am I? Am I uh, any team? Am I the Jets or am I the Giants or who? I just feel like I I've been saying this for weeks. People think I'm crazy. I I just think Saquon's once in a generation. Yeah. Sam Darnold is definitely not once in a generation. And Baker, I don't know. I don't know. Right, but you just talk with the Kareem Hunt thing, how we could pick, pick you know, the third string for the Chargers did well and everything. I, I know Barkley's different. Saquon that, is, I Saquon. Think, I think they needed a quarterback. Everyone's calling for Eli's head because he's not even the best, you know, Beckham throws better balls than he does at this point, but <laughs> that is their true. quarterback for next year is not on the roster this year. They yeah, but could you get, every year you could get like Case Keenum. Yeah. All I know is. You gotta, you gotta we, get lucky with a guy like that. We had the Bears. I had the Bears money line with the Rams money line. Just need the Bears to win. The Bears just mm-hmm. pooped the bed the whole game. They are down 10, get it down inside the 10, somehow settle for a field goal with two minutes left, which seemed awful. Mm-hmm. Get the onside kick. Go down. Score in the last play on like some double reverse Tariq Cohen play. That was magnificent. Right. And we go into overtime. And the Giants win the coin toss. And I'm going, fuck. Like, Barkley's going to beat me now. I, I know he's going to do something. And then he and ripped he off like a 40-yarder like yeah. yeah. and set up the uh, the field goal. But my point is, like, out of all going into an overtime and you bet against a team that's not even good, how many running backs would make you go, like, fuck, I'm screwed? Like, he, yeah, he, he is on the all-time short list for me. I'm so scared of that guy. I think he's unbelievable. Look at you. All right. I love Barkley. I Baker, I like Baker a hell of a lot more than Darnold. Um, you want to do a Barkley Mahomes um, money line rookie of the year MVP thing? Oh, that's interesting. Who else is the competition the for rookie? The what's that? Who else is the competition for offensive rookie it's of the year? Baker. They, they were almost, oh, he's not it winning. Was, he's stunk it today. It was almost similar to Breeze and Mahomes. No. Barkley's got to be the rookie of the year. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Maybe, maybe my guy Philip Lindsay. Who knows? Oh, he could be in there. Yeah. I got the Redskins yeah. favored by four over the Giants at home. Yeah. You went too high. I went too high, too. I said three. It's one and a half. In Washington? Yeah. In Washington. I think maybe Vegas is losing money on people betting the Giants lately. Well, they took some of my money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Surprised by that. That was a bad one today. No, they're um, definitely a watchable team. Anytime Beckham drops back to pass, it's fun. Eli is just fun. He anytime Barkley has the ball, it's super exciting. Anytime they mm-hmm. throw to Beckham, it's super exciting. Anytime Eli goes back to pass, it's super exciting. The ball might go to yeah. his team, it might go to the other team. He might get sacked. He might fumble. Right. I don't know. I enjoy it. It's funny when uh, Beckham throws the touchdown pass. And he and Eli do the jump, the the chest bump thing. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing, Eli? Everyone in the stadium is making the same comment right now. Like, oh, that should be our quarterback. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It wouldn't be worse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was at dinner with a diehard, diehard Giants fan who I won't name on Saturday night. And he's like, in dead, dead series, this goes... I mean, there's no no great quarterbacks in this draft. I'm fine with one more year of Eli. He's dead oh, serious. No. Looked me right in the <laughs> eye. I'm fine with one more year of Eli. I'm like, all right. Good luck. You with sure that. it was dinner or did you go for drinks? Was it dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh last one watchable is Pats at the Dolphins. 
it's a game they either win 38 to 13 or they somehow lose 24 to 14. And that's been the mm-hmm. case for the entire Brady era. You never know which one the Dolphins like just inexplicably lingering in the playoff picture. Even today, Josh Allen, last play of the game, fourth down. I think they're on like the 25. Does this incredible Paul Crew longest yard scramble yeah. somehow breaks free has a guy, whips it down, but leaves it like a yard short. And the guy was wide open. And it would have been, if he had if he had gotten that touchdown, I feel like his whole career might have been different. It would have been like it would have been like the launching pad for the Josh Allen era, but he left it I short. I mean, he already had a hundred he had like a OJ Simpson type uh, rushing day for the Bills when he had like 135 or something. He's pretty he's pr- pretty uh, electric as a running yeah. quarterback but but I think you're right the Dolphins don't go away they don't go away in games and they don't go away in the playoff picture they're they just six and six right now the fact that they're six and six is incredible I mean even the start of the year they the first game they won remember that it got suspended for like five hours they yeah, lost right, remember right, they right. lost the electricity everybody mm-hmm. forgot the game was on it was like the Dolphins have scored it was like eight at night Maybe we should be rooting for them more because we still don't have a team that we're gonna we, we're excited to bet against in the playoffs. We need one of these six seeds to uh, to mix things up a little bit. I'd love Tannehill going to Houston or or going to Pittsburgh or something. I would enjoy Washington or Philly. Getting that six seed would be fun. At the six, yeah. What's weird is we're not we're not gonna have a week four seed for once. Right. This is, has to be the first playoff that. The top four seeds are actually all like pretty competent. Right. We don't exactly. have like unless some somebody might get hurt. We still have a month to go. But yeah, like what's the Shakey's game? The Shakey's is always the first Saturday wild card game. Yeah. And we, we go to Shakey's for a banquet and it's usually shitty it's usually like Bengals, Texans, which is a not good Bengals, Texans matchup. I don't know what it is this year. They're gonna have their hands full. Do you put do you make it you know, Chargers, Texans, or what do you do? I think you're sleeping on how kind of mediocre a Baltimore Houston game would be. No, Baltimore Houston. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a pretty bad. Uh, game. If it's that, I guess that is. That's, that's a not good great. game, though. Yeah, that's not a great one. But yeah, if Chicago's in there, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Dallas is if they're the three seed, that one's fun or the four seed. Yeah, that's what I mean. We need someone to root again. We have to. You get excited to bet again. The Pats. I have the Pats minus four over the Dolphins. Would you say four? Yeah. I said three and a half. I was way off. You're not as off. And it's eight. Oh, really? How could that be with their history? They sit with this game all the time, don't they? Gronk is officially like, well, you know this. You have old relatives. Yes. Like it's icy outside. Your uncle's had three drinks and now he's leaving Mm -hmm. the restaurant. But he's like, oh, watch him. Careful. Okay, who's got him? Who's 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 walking out with Uncle Joey? That's Gronk. Every time he goes over the middle now, I just want him to just get up and not. He took one today and it was like, that's it. That was the last hit of his career. He's never playing again. He took one on the hip yeah. and he kind of hobbled but just off. His, uh, his, his body language before that, uh, like he, he plays like he's on my one in 12 team, right? Yeah. Now. He's playing like he's, he's leading on it. A, a real one in 12 team. Like he's not. You're going it's, to play. You're going to probably the AFC championship. He's taken. I mean, if he keeps playing for five more years, it'll end up being like an Antonio Gates type thing where we were, Kyle and I were watching the Chargers today and they, Gates was wide open across the field and was running and just lumbering down. (laughs) He's he's like 50 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think that's, 
that's where Gronk is uh, unfortunately headed. So I thought it's funny you won by two touchdowns today. I didn't feel like, like I, I was, it. I was sure you were going to win by forty. I thought you were going to rub it in. I thought you were going to have Cordarrelle Patterson was going to score three touchdowns. You're like, yeah. Remember he was your kick returner. Yeah. Remember he was your uh, third string receiver. He just scored three, three touchdowns as our running back. It didn't happen at least for a while. We we grinded the game out. It, it I didn't feel comfortable really the whole game. Ten ten. Mm-hmm. It really felt like it was headed for a thirteen ten thing. With that said, I've been talking a lot of trash on the on the ringer slack because I mean this Pats team's not even really that good. They the pass rush looked pretty good today. They can throw the ball a little. Brady's pretty can't say he's the most accurate anymore. It doesn't seem like he has the arm strength to really throw it downfield like he used to. And he doesn't move in the pocket at all anymore. He just throws the ball away if he thinks he's gonna get hit. Um I still, I still think it's just lining up for them to make the Super Bowl again. So my new thing is, even when we suck, you can't beat us. What do you think <laughs> of that? We're not even like that, that good, and we're still making it. You can't even. Are you making us? We're going to be a T-shirt. We're trying. We're trying to give you guys a chance to be in the Super Bowl, and you can't take it. Well, ah, fine. Right. We'll take it again. We'll make it. We'll we'll bring our forty-one-year-old quarterback. And our broken down tight end and our hodgepodge defense and Cordero Patterson and Josh Gordon, who's, you know, God knows when when, when that's going to end, when the clock's going to strike midnight. We'll take Edelman coming off knee surgery, Chris Hogan coming out of witness protection. We'll take all, we'll take this hodgepodge team and we'll be back in February. Try to beat us again. We suck and we're still going to make it. Yeah. That's my, that's my t-shirt I want to do. I'm really rooting for the Dolphins now. <laughs> I really am. No, but this is it. This is it. They turn it on, and, and you don't even realize it's December, and uh, the elf on the shelf is, is alive and kicking. And then here come the Patriots. Like they, I think they're nine and one uh, in December games the last ten, and nine and one against the spread in their last ten December games. And now it's Luck, Watson, Rogers, Mahomes, and Cousins have all gone to Foxborough and come up empty-handed. It's pretty impressive. The Pats, at no. the very least, are, are have been able to take care of business at home. And yeah. that's been the case for most of this decade in a real way, no matter what kind of team they have. The the fans are always, you know, the, the Gillette's really stepped it up the last few years. On the road, I have no idea what to make of this team, but we might not see it. They might be like a two seed again. I mean, yeah, shit, they might the be the one seed. At Miami, yeah. at Pittsburgh. Home for uh, the greatest athlete of all time, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And then home for the Jets in week 17. Right. Yet again, well, they're going to go 13 and 3 or 12 this and 4. Week, I'll just say I wasn't impressed with the Chiefs defense. And I don't know what I saw from the Steelers tonight. That was that was just stupid. So there you go. Patriots making their move again. Well, you know, I like this stuff. I did notice in the post-game interviews that the Chargers were doing the whole... We we knew we could win this game in the locker room. Right. Everybody believed in it. It does seem like they have some good some good uh, chemistry right now, that Chargers team. Yeah. So they're on my radar. Uh, let's take one more break. Let's talk about Allbirds. Dedicated to making stylish, comfortable footwear using premium natural materials designed for life's everyday adventures. Allbirds wool runners, comfy shoes made from wool. They're, they are... Uh, Designed simply with no unnecessary logos. They come in a bunch of classic and limited edition colors you can wear to work or to play in the office out of town. Feel good about them. 
their New Zealand Merino wool requires 60% less energy to produce than typical synthetic materials used in shoes. ZQ certified, grown on sustainable farms where they treat the sheep nicely. I had a friend, I was with a friend in New York City this weekend, actually said to me, hey, did it, you did a thing with all birds on the podcast. I love them. And then pointed down, he was wearing them. I was very excited. With the holidays right around the corner, it's time to consider all birds as a gift for someone on your list or for yourself. I would highly recommend the Wool Runners, all new, available in a variety of limited edition colors. All you have to do is go to allbirds.com. All right, uh, let's rip through these. The barely watchables. Carolina at Cleveland. Uh, I have the Panthers by three in Cleveland. What do you have? Yeah, that makes sense. Three or four. I had four plus one. Panthers by one. Really? Yeah. Huh. I kind of like the Browns. I'm not buying. Oh, you do? You, like, <laughs> you thought they were by three, but you like the Browns? I have a Nick Semichub. <laughs> not a full chub, but Nick Semichub. <laughs> Chargers uh, home for the Bengals. What, what was the guy's name? Jeff Driscoll? What were your Jeff, what's your Jeff Driscoll scouting report today? Do you uh, have one? Terrific. I don't know. I didn't watch a ton of that game, but um, they, it didn't look like they could move the ball, really. They had the A.J. Green injury. Um, oh, right. Yeah. He went out with a toe, right? Yeah. I, I, I think I, they're done. they've given up, right? Like they're yeah. one of the teams you have to bet against the rest of the way. One yeah. of the five and seven teams. Mark, yeah. the, mark this one down, Sal, if you get my drift. Chargers. I, gotcha. I have the Chargers by 13 over Cincinnati. They're not going to make it that easy. I had 12, 14 and a half. Oof. All right. They're not making it easy. Mark it down anyway. Steelers at the Raiders. Raiders a tiny bit frisky. Wee bit frisky today. Yeah. Steelers just. Not frisky. Not. (laughs) Defense. Unfrisky. Mm -hmm. Defrisky. I have the uh, Steelers by 11 in Oakland. Ah, you jerk. You're killing me again. I had 13. Because I figured Chiefs were 14 and a half. Steelers could be 13, but it's, it is 11 and a half. I should mark this one down too. I don't know. Well, the, the Steelers really? have lost two straight now. Are they going to lose three straight? They're not losing three straight. They, they don't have a, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they go to, they go to Oakland. It's not, it's not a party. Can I, have I told you about nephew Kyle and Josh Gordon? No, I don't think so. He loves Josh Gordon. And I think part of it is because in another in another world they would definitely hang out. I'll let you know it could yeah. all be okay. You know in the I mean? off season, yeah. No matter what, it could you can all be okay. Josh would definitely come to the dark room and hang out till two in the morning on Melrose with with nephew Kyle. Really? <laughs> uh, but he loved anytime they throw to Josh Gordon. Kyle's like, "Let's go, Flash!" Like he just like <laughs> loses it. It's hilarious. I forget which Josh Gordon catch it was, but I, I felt that's when I felt the Patriots were winning the game. It wasn't a touchdown either. He made he, over the middle. He actually yeah. seems like he's in shape now. So I think it's yeah. both a great thing and a frightening thing that uh, the the person who produces this podcast, his football soulmate, is Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both like mysterious, Josh and Kyle, and fun. Well, Josh, that's not a Josh anyway. He doesn't and, look like a Josh, Josh Gordon. And fun to know? hang out with. Yeah, they do damage hanging out. I think. The poop fact that we're we're going four deep. We got the Bills at home playing the Jets. This feels like a minus three if I've ever seen one in my life, so I said three also. They're giving the Bills three and a half. Oh. Some Josh some Josh Gordon fans out there. I don't want to talk yeah. about this game. Next one. Packers with new coach 
the late Joe Philbin. He died in 2014, but he's going to be coaching. Uh, they are hosting Atlanta, whose offense died. I what a weird. Well, this is what I mean about the Tony Dungy thing. Like this Dan Quinn guy could go soon too, right? Like, yeah, how, how, he should. What's the Super Bowl? I, I guess he didn't win the Super Bowl. Did they win that game? No, they didn't win that game. No, they, <laughs> they were, were up at, by a lot. We tried to give that one to them, and they wouldn't take it. So we just took right. the Super Bowl. Yeah. For them. Packers, I have them favored by five at home against Atlanta. I said four and a half. You're going to edge me out here at six. It would be funny if Rodgers was like amazing on Sunday. And it was clear that he was just, <laughs> that he was like either tanking it or just emotionally checked out. Right. I mean, he was just well, like scrambling he, around. He was just like a complete maniac in this game. Fist I mean, pumping. If they win by three touchdowns. I'm I'm starting a class action lawsuit because that will that, that nothing will be more evident of a tank than that. I liked your other idea. Can we say what your other idea was when you were mad at Aaron Rodgers because they didn't cover the uh, your parlay? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, you could say. It. Yeah. You wanted to have his brother on against all odds. Yeah. <laughs> his brother Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, if you're listening, Sal wants to have you on against all odds. I want to hear your side. We do you get you get dismissed as the uh, crazy <laughs> brother, but yeah, I'd love to talk to you about things. Maybe let's bring some, some of your brother's money that he owes me. Let's lend some football insight. Yeah, yeah, be like you lost the money anyway. You might as well be paying Jordan Rogers to be in your pod. Right. It's that money that you lost on the Packers goes to the Jordan Rogers appearance. <laughs> Jordan, if you're interested, uh, let us know. Broncos are at the 49ers. I can't imagine any scenario where the Broncos lose this game which means don't bet on them and they'll probably lose the game. I have the Broncos mm. by six in San Francisco. Yeah, you got you, uh, I said five and a half. You get it. It is exactly six. Remember that like one week when everyone was excited about Nick Mullins? Mm-hmm. And there was stuff like they they exposed him on the practice squad heading in the year. And they were, they were like just, they couldn't exhale until it was clear that they got to keep him. And it was all this stuff. And then right. now he's... You know what he is? He's the third street quarterback. He's Dick Mullins. He really is. Yeah. I was saying the, the Mullins investigation has concluded and there's <laughs> tape on him and everyone's figured it out. So yeah. Not in the back of being bad. Let's all stop congratulating ourselves on Nick Mullins. Right. John Lynch, who Ruben Foster, that was another one. Well, we learned our lesson. You know, you got yeah. to take <laughs> ch- chances on talent. John Lynch, Jay Glazer was on my podcast two years ago telling a story. I had 37 my ties with John Lynch. So there's your Niners GM. Um, nice. Lions at Arizona. Arizona. I think you missed a game, Bill. We'll do this one, but I think you missed one in here. Did I? Bill's- yeah, go ahead. Let's do Lions, Arizona. Let's get this crap out of the way, this one. Yeah, let's just not talk about this for long. I have uh, the- eight. I had three. What do you have? I had Lions by I had three. Lions by three. Yeah. Yep. Is that what you had? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, two and a half, so. I have um, the you set- missed Colts Texans. Didn't we do that? We, oh, I guess we Colts at Texans. How did I miss that one? That's at least watchable, right? Oh yeah, I missed that. That was in the watchables. Somehow I missed that yeah. one. My bad. Uh, had the Texans by seven. Ooh, I had it by four, and it's four and a half. Wow, I actually get to win one here. Six. Yeah, you win the week, but there's uh, two more games. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. I don't, it's not going to mean anything towards the division now, but it's fun. So the Texans are basically a pass rush, Deshaun Watson doing stuff, and Hopkins makes three great catches per game, and mm-hmm. that's enough to win by 15 to 20 points every game. 
I have to say, that was an impressive win. It was sandwiched between two division games. They won an emotional Monday night game against Tennessee, and they have like the Colts looking ahead to the Colts next week. I agree. They, they could have easily on a short week, like uh, that could have been a field goal game, and they came out and beat them up early. It was nice. I thought the two trap games this week were that, and I picked the Browns, made them one of my million-dollar bets, or half a million-dollar bet. Mm-hmm. And the other trap game was the Colts, which I did not bet on the Jags or make that one of my bets because Cody Kessler was involved and Fournette got suspended. Right. But clearly trap games and Houston handled theirs really well and the Colts did that. Yeah. Sunday night, Rams at Chicago. We're getting Trubisky in this game, right? That oh, would be he needs guy. to start. He needs to tough it out and start, right? I I like Chase Daniel. I think as your backup quarterback, he can kind of hold the fort and maybe – you know, a couple babies will get dropped, but for the most part, you're going to get out of there alive. He's fine. But I was a little disappointed. I thought he was a little bit better. Well, I think we got, we underestimated how bad the Lions were on Thanksgiving. Like there was six True. minutes left. Lions were driving to go ahead. And it, it, it had nothing to do with Chase Daniel. Stafford threw a pick six and then came down to another pick in the end zone. So, um, Well, the Rams looked terrible today. And I, I don't know really what to make of that. Goff was way off in that game. Um, did you see Gurley stop again with two and a half minutes left? Oh, he did more than stop. He ran along the end zone line. That was, that yeah. was the move you do when you're trying to start a fight in college, when you're playing a video game with somebody <laughs> and you don't want to score it as you're trying to taunt them. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was good, but it wasn't even the right move because they had a timeout. They had the two minute warning. He ended I know. up scoring anyway, but they had one place. He somehow took three more hits in a completely meaningless <laughs> game. He, just, he, just he hates fantasy owners. Yeah, he, he really, really does. does. I had the Rams by four in Chicago. Why is this not six? You, you got this one, too. You murdered me this week. I said six. It's three and a half. Maybe I should be unlocking in instead of you. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Anybody. <laughs> um, Who was the king last week? Well, it was it was bad. All three of us did poorly, but it, had the Steelers covered, I would have been king. But it was uh, uh, Furman ended up winning. Oh, my God. Don't lose to that guy. Seven and a half. Come Jesus. on. Come on. We could have hedged at halftime, just for the record. Also, if the ref can count to 10 in the Fury fight, I went, whatever. Well, that was tough because it really did seem like you won there for six seconds before the Undertaker yeah. rise. Rams-Bears. So right now, and we always look at three-team teasers, but what is wrong with a Saints-Broncos money line parlay? Saints. Saints. In you don't Tampa, like two road teams probably. But I don't, the Saints have to win, right? I don't like those when the Saints go in the Tampa makes me nervous. Just the history of that for some reason. Uh, Haven't they lost they there a few lost. times? They already lost to them. I like I want to put the Chargers and the Bengals in something. Bengals. Oh, the, the Chargers. The Chargers aren't losing to the Bengals. I mean that they'll just right, right, throw right. the money line in there. Steelers won't lose to the Raiders. Come on. Okay. They're not gonna lose to the Raiders. We need a third, though. They might sweat it out, but... I'm with you. We need a third, and it's not going to be Falcons-Packers. I'm not touching that. I think we have to bet on... uh, KC? No, post-McCarthy Aaron Rodgers, I want money on. Oh, no, no, no. It would be so funny if he threw for 480 yards on Sunday as Joe Philbin's corpse was propped on the sidelines like they had to move his hand so he could clap. That'd be great. Mm, I don't know what... (laughs) I don't know... What I'd be more upset about if I had the Packers and they won next week, or if they lost, <laughs> I'd be so pissed if they were. Yeah, they'll probably stay away. Yeah, 
That would be incredible. Rogers Rogers ends the year. He he just wins everybody their fantasy league who has Rogers because he throws for like fourteen hundred yards in three games. Right. <laughs> I'm genuinely excited for Rams Bears. I really enjoy watching the Bears, even when they're not playing well. They finally unleashed my man Tariq Cohen, who I traded for a couple weeks ago. Traded mm-hmm. Ty for, and then Ty went nuts, and I felt like a schmuck. And then. You know, when they go, when they kind of speed it up and Tariq's in the backfield running like screens and wheel routes, he, he's kind of unstoppable. I don't know why they don't do that more. Like quick, the, right. quicken the pace up and then just put him all over the field and just slants and cuts. And I, I thought he was incredible in that game. Trubisky had that with him. They had a little motor yeah. going with that going early on, but yeah. All right. Monday night Seahawks Vikings. This is a fun one. I have the Seahawks by three and a half over the Vikings. This could do the Vikings a lot of that. I had three and a half also, and they, they only have it as three. So um, that's stupid. Congratulations. You win the week, but can I that's give you a tough one? I think Seattle's better. I think they're considerably better. Can I give you my Kirk Cousins thoughts really quick? Yeah, let me hear. He's a 500 quarterback. Yeah. He's going when he's going against your team. I can only judge it by, am I scared of this guy? Um, I thought the moment got too big for him. He was checking down, throwing four yarders when he on third and 11 and stuff like that. Um, it seemed like his eye line, as Lombardi always talks about the eye line, his eye line was where the defensive line was and not where his receivers were. And it's just like, the guy's like 30 years old. Kind of are who you are at this point, right? I, I just don't see it with him. I n- I'll never understand why they thought he was an upgrade from Keenum. I, I just don't see it. I would much rather have Keenum for less money. Kyle, I mean, were you, were you those, afraid of him, Kyle? Names. I'm always I'm irrationally afraid of him. I, I always wanted him to do well. Really? Well, yeah. he loves Josh Gordon, so I shouldn't have asked him. I don't him. think Josh Gordon's your quarterback. Well, then don't ask me shit then. No, I saw those names, Luck, Watson, Rogers, and Mahomes. I was like, Cousins isn't as good as any of those guys. No. And they all lost in New England. No, Watson is 100 times scarier than Cousins. Sure. Watson's good. Watson, he really has, you know, he came back from the ACL, but then he also had that uh, that whole lung thing, the half-collapsed lung, and he's riding around on mm-hmm. buses. But now it really seems like he's got his mojo back. Yeah. That'll be a nice— Back to uh, Minnesota real quick. What was yeah. with Belichick? Do you think do you think Belichick and Thielen, do you think he's— do you think that was like, F you, you should be playing for us kind of thing, and you will be playing for us in two years? Yeah, it was courting. Who's courting? That's what about. That's how he does it. <laughs> it's he sees a white receiver on another team, and <laughs> if he can't have them, it's it's like in fourth grade when somebody has a crush on somebody and they're they're mean right. to them, but you know that means You're they like to, them. The kid, he's mean to the girl. Yeah. yeah, you know what happened though? Thielen was mad because he thought the Pats were faking an injury to give them enough time to see if they wanted to challenge that spot or not. Because right. somebody went down, so he was like. Doing it's like, come on, man, that's bullshit. Hey, come on, and doing right. that whole thing, and then Belichick he was probably right. He was, he was right he, oh, he's definitely right. Yeah. And then yeah. Belichick stink eyed him, and Thielen kind of walked mm-hmm. toward him, and then Belichick gave him the shut the fuck up, which yeah. I just loved. I fucking love Belichick. Of course, well, he doesn't like being exposed. Yeah. <laughs> exposed. <laughs> the best part is when he reaches for the challenge flag. Now he's digging in his. He's digging in his sock. It's like watching like your grandfather at the freaking slot machine in Vegas, like looking for <laughs> quarters. Like he's just deep in his pockets playing pocket pool. Right. But uh, with a shoehorn the in there. Yeah, challenge sock. Lot. Did we do all the breaks, Kyle? 
I think we did, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. All right, let's do Parent Corner. What do you got, Sal? Let's do it. Oh, um, oh, well, a near catastrophe today. So I oh, had no. all the kids today. We watched uh, football at Corolla's in his warehouse in uh, in Glendale, and um, I had my little one. I don't usually have my little one, my four year old Harrison, but he came today. And he's been dressing like the Hulk. He has this Hulk costume, That's Incredible great. Hulk that he wore on Halloween. Tremendous. And he wore, we got it, I think, October 3rd. He's worn it every single day from October 3rd to, what is this, December 2nd. And I'm not kidding. Like, so sometimes he'll wear other things, but eventually he ends up in this costume. So he thinks he's the Hulk. If he gets mad at you, he, make, he flexes and makes the noise. Whatever. It's funny. So he's wearing the Hulk costume. But uh, uh, another story is that I've been throwing him passes, and he'll run the length of the couch and then jump at the end of the couch and I'll time it and I'll throw it to him and I'll catch it. And, um, and he'll like, now we do like diving catches. He's only four years old and it's really great. And like, I'll tell him he didn't catch it when he caught it. And then my other son will record it in slow motion Yeah. and uh, I'll show him why he didn't catch it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to ask Mike Pereira. Cause when I was doing the college <laughs> pregame show for Fox, <laughs> I brought it to Pereira and he didn't really want anything to do with it. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, I have this thing where I throw them. So now we'll bring it to Corolla's, and there's a couch there. Oh, no. I'm like, come on, Harrison, show everybody. Now I want to show off for him. And I lead him with a pass. Oh, no. And he dives between the two cushions on the couch. Oh, no. And he's just like, he, he catches it, but the ball goes limp. And I was like, oh, shit, his arms go limp. And I run up to him, and between the couch cushions, unlike my couch, there's like a stud for some reason. I think Corolla like makes his own furniture or something. Oh, no. He hires like Ray for $4 to make a couch. So he hit his head on this stud and he wasn't crying. And I'm like, holy shit, this is great. I'm trying to show off with this kid. And this is what happens. I'm going to get in trouble with the old lady. I hope he's all right. This is nuts. And he didn't even cry, but he had a, I've never had a kid, let alone a four-year-old have a concussion look to him. And he did, but it took him like a, a good, you know, 20 Mississippi count. And he finally like shook it off and said, Hey, can I go play with my iPad now? I was like, yeah, whatever the F you want, do it. But a uh, scary moment for a minute. You didn't put him, you didn't take him to the blue tent. There was no tent. <laughs> no, I was worried about how that was built too. So I kept them away from any tent at warehouse. I feel like you, you have like somewhere between nine and 13 of those with you, with each kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's some sort number. of injury or something, or they fall, or they, they something falls in their foot. Well, what do you think? Like three a year in those early years? Well, with boys, More? definitely. Yeah, I re- I remember in a twelve month span, Ben almost had his finger chopped off on the shower door, and oh. then dropped a huge rock on the beach on his foot and just split his toenail in half. And that was within like eleven months of each other. Yeah, they all knew you at Urgent Care, right? I remember you and Ben. You guys would go a lot. Yeah, it was weird. He never broke anything, but had a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. those where they start looking side-eyed at the parents a little bit. They like, right, oh, you're right. back, huh? Oh, this right. time he dropped a rock on his foot. It's like, when, you know, it's like no, no, <laughs> yeah. really, he did. Well, this would have been my fault. So, yeah, I was a little, little nervous. I'm surprised you told that okay. story. Yeah. Um. My wife was cleaning out stuff on her computer and found a whole bunch of videos that my uh that our kids did on her computer not realizing that they thought they had deleted it but they hadn't and there's some profane language Kyle heard it 
Yeah. Profane uh, language. Saw a couple birds. <laughs> yeah, a couple birds and them acting up, like not not realizing that things get saved on clouds and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting life lesson, but uh, here here's one of the videos. This isn't that bad, but uh, this is the kind of video I'm going to play it. Hold on. We're back with Hip Hop Disney with Eeyore. Y'all go make me lose my tail. That's my son doing hip hop Disney Eeyore, but singing it to DMX for some reason. Just, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Just dozens of dozens of videos that they thought they had deleted, but they hadn't. And then you realize like, oh, this is what you're doing all the time when you disappear. And just the, right. the hours and hours and hours and hours and dozens and dozens of hours. He probably did 20 takes of that. And That's it really right. made me reevaluate my parenting style. It did? You know, like, I didn't, neither of my kids can barely do math at all. Mm-hmm. But my son can do DMX as Eeyore for the hip-hop Disney. So I don't know. Is that a win or a loss for me? Because I can't remember algebra or any of that stuff that we did <laughs> when, we, when we were kids. Can you, can you solve even basic math at this point? No, can you add? I have to look it up on the computer now. And I got through calculus, into calculus too, and I still don't know a, a thing about this new math or anything. It's really bad. Yeah, this core that they have now where they have to learn. It's, it's, it's the, an FU to parents, right? It really is. You can't help. It's like, hey, we've created this it. new math. You're not going to be able to help your kids do math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically, this is all in our hands and you can't help them anywhere. So right. Yeah, you just have to fail more, pe- more kids because we're, we're not going to be able to help you on our end. Well, they can go fuck themselves because my kid can do an imitation of DMX at Hip Hop <laughs> Disney as Eeyore. So who's winning? I love it. Not them. No, they can make videos. You could find them. They, they have Roger Goodell as a parent. They, they, even if you find the video. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> uh, uh, anything to plug? Yeah, uh, lock it in Monday through Friday. I'm on that show, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Every weeknight on ABC, 1135. Mm. And against all odds, this Wednesday night, me and the Degenerate Trifecta, I think we went three and one. On that really? Show. That's the only show we do well on, I think. How's Harry doing? Harry had, uh, you know, there's so much going on. There's conference championship games. There's uh, obviously NFL, everything. There's basketball. He took um, Ricky Fowler to be in the top five of the Heroes Tournament. And he did come in uh, fifth, actually, birdied 18th. What? I'm, I'm like screaming about the about the Packers. He's like, yeah, but Fowler's putting on 18. I was like, will you shut the fuck up? I don't care about Ricky Fowler oh right God. now. God, Ricky so, Fowler. That was his big win. All right, Sal, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Crown Royal. Don't forget to take your Crown Royal water break this week. Thanks to Simply Safe, you've been thinking about getting a Simply Safe home security system to protect your home and family, but you've been waiting for the holiday tech deals to come out. You made a smart move. Right now, go to simplysafe.com/bs. Take advantage of their amazing holiday offer, no contract, no hidden fees. simplysafe.com/bs. That's with two eyes. Hurry up. Offer ends soon. Thanks to Allbirds. They believe comfort, design, sustainability don't have to be mutually exclusive. They're all birds. Wool runners are comfy shoes made from wool that are so soft. Feels like walking on clouds. Holidays right around the corner. Consider all birds as a gift for someone on your list or for yourself. 
The all-new Wool Runners are available in a variety of limited edition colors at allbirds.com. And don't forget about winging it. Vince Carter, Kent Bazemore, Andy Finberg. That is starting this week. Subscribe now. JJ Reddick Podcast with Jimmy Butler. That's coming too. Ringer NBA show. I'm going to probably be doing some NBA this week. We got you covered in a variety of ways. We will be back. Talk to you soon.